Alright legends, welcome along to a brand new episode of Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host Rodney Stewart. We're getting into Buffy once again in this episode. We're continuing on with season 3. We're up to episode 8 now called Lover's Walk. This is a fantastic episode that just turns every relationship in the series on its head and something you've been waiting for from the, the beginning of this season. Uh, Xander and Willow of course they're having their little meetings behind the backs of Oz and Cordelia that all comes out in this episode Buffy tells Angel that you know they're never going to be with the war and uh, at the end of the episode it's like Angel's like devastated and you know is there any way we can see each other and she says yes there is tell me that you, you don't love me and of course he can't but uh, yes, that is essentially what happens in this episode as far as the personal relationships goes. Uh, no sign of faith in this episode. And Giles is off for a retreat in the forest in this episode. But we do get Spike back in this episode. And uh, welcome return for that man. Now interestingly enough, I didn't know this. Um... I may have covered it in an earlier podcast, but it was only recently, in recent years, that I actually found this out. Spike, originally, when he was brought into Buffy, wasn't supposed to be a major recurring character. Now, of course, the fan base dictated that he should come back, and come back in a big way. Which he did, but there was a, a stage where Josh Whedon actually pulled him to the side and he's like, you're going to die in this series. You're not going to be coming back. Um, I believe that was in season two, so probably this episode coming back was like a tester to see how the crowd took the spike again. But, you know, the man's a flipping legend. Great character. Um... The beginning of this episode, everybody's getting their SAT scores, and uh, everybody's thinking, you know, they're getting the results that they should be getting. Cordelia got a high score, of course. Uh, Willow got an unbelievably high score. Uh, Xander gets an unbelievably low score, <laughs> and uh, Buffy is looking all devastated because, and they think she's going to get a low score here, but she actually you know, scored really, really high on it. So she now has the possibility of actually getting out of high school, going to university and making something out of herself. But her being the slayer never really let herself believe up to this point that she actually had a future, you know, that far on. You know, she kind of lives day by day and what she does. Um... Spike returns, of course, and he returns in the way that he did the first time around with the car going through the Sunnydale sign, uh, gets out of the car, drunk uh, at school. The next day, Giles prepares to leave for a watcher's retreat, and he wants Buffy to go out and uh, state college if she wants. You know, she wasn't expecting this. You know, she was saying her, her mother's super excited about her getting to college, university, whatever you want to call it, and Giles agrees with her, you know, it's, you should really start looking towards your future, and with faith here, you know, you might actually have the possibility of moving on, if maybe even, if only for a, a little while, so, uh, it's kind of thrown her 
completely and the reactions that she's she's having is kind of like you know just blowing her mind essentially she was waiting for Jay's to go through the hole you know you're you're the slayer you're calling us to protect humanity from the vampires and werewolves and all that sort of stuff and he's like no you should go and try it um he warns Buffy before leaving he warns Buffy about seeing Angel and she promises that nothing will happen between them they're only friends uh of course we get into the Xander and Willow thing Xander so tells Willow that he wishes that they could just get rid of their mutual attraction Willow then goes to the local magic shop looking for ingredients for an anti-love spell Spike who has been back, some real good comedy moments with Spike, like the first thing he does is go back to the mansion where Angel's at and he's he's standing outside, Angel doesn't know he's there and he's giving a lip you know on his own like I'll show you you know I'll kill you and all this malarkey then he trips falls passes out because he's drunk and uh, wakes up in the morning with the sunlight coming in and his hand catches fire and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of slapstick comedy with Spike in this episode class but he does turn up at the the magic shop while Willow's there getting the ingredients for this anti-love spell he's hiding in the back of the shop and he decides a spell to make Drusilla love him again would be a good idea that's why he's returned to Sunnydale Drusilla has given him the cold shoulder and left him and he's came back devastated and heartbroken now for the vampire characters that are meant to be just the human body with a, a demon and control of them Angel has Angel fuck, Spike has an insane amount of human emotion in this episode it's kind of you can see why they're doing it you know they're writing a story and whatnot. they need the characters to be doing this that and the other but it kind of turns the back on what a vampire is at the same time but that's probably just the you know why Spike became what he eventually became later on in Buffy and then of course he turns up in the spin off Angel as well so there is perhaps you know it's really weird whenever you're looking at it in hindsight now especially whenever you know the destination of all the characters throughout the two series were the two series when Buffy and Angel and we do know what happens, how they get there, but you know, you start looking at an episode like this and seeing what happens, Spike, and how he eventually gets his soul back. And you know, there seems to be a lot of soul in the man, even at this point, as an evil vampire. It's just a random thought I'm having while talking nonsense here. So, uh, he kills the shopkeeper, and back at the high school, Willow works in the anti love spell. While arguing with Xander, he works out what she's doing and he's like, you know, I have got no luck with these things. Like, you know my history and whatnot. Like, he tried a love spell once and he ended up every woman in the school was chasing him down. Not just every woman in the school. Essentially, it could have been the whole, every woman on the whole planet was chasing Xander at one point except the one person that he was trying to get the spell to work on. So he's not up for this. Spike turns up, knocks him out and takes him and Willow both back to the factory 
to help with a love spell. When Willow tells Spike that she does not have enough ingredients, he goes to collect what she needs and at the library, Buffy's working out. When her mum calls to discuss her college plans, but Buffy hears Spike's voice in the background and immediately runs home. So by the time she gets there, Spike is sitting down to have a nice cup of tea with, with uh, uh, Buffy's mother, Joyce. And of course, Angel turns up and at this point, Joyce doesn't know that Angel has returned either. So Spike still has the invite into Buffy's house from season two whenever they had teamed up to fight the evil angel and of course the the spell was put in place to reject angel's invitation so in this episode he can't get into the house the back door is open and he runs up the the magical barriers there keeping him out and buffy mother joyce gets up and she's you know giving off out the door at Angel and he's like, you know, invite me in Joyce, invite me in and Spike is doing all this mad stuff behind her back and her not knowing it's like, you know, I'm taunting Angel and the stupidest childish ways, like you're a very, very bad man, like there's a lot of stuff here from Spike and his own that made me laugh so hard in this episode, it's great. Um... He attempts to attack Spike and he's he can't get through you and Spike's like you you and what army essentially and and uh Buffy turns up I'm the army. So she fights Spike down, invites Angel and and the two of them double team him essentially. And uh Spike tells him he's got their friends and the three of them leave to go get the supplies that Willow needs. Now there's a couple of insults that Spike throws towards Angel, one in particular that I creased up at. And he does use that same insult in an episode of Angel, an early episode of Angel series. Could have been season one, perhaps. But uh, these days, that's not the sort of insult that the, the PC crowd would really take to as just, it was a different time, it was hilarious. Um, Oz and Kadria are driving to find Giles, Buffy sent them off, go get Giles, but Oz's werewolf enhanced sense of smell catches Willow's scent and can tell that she is afraid at this point. So they, now with his werewolf nose, are tracking down the scent of Willow. While they're doing that, Willow and Xander, in the factory basement, believing themselves about to die, lie down, pretty much start kissing and whatnot. It could lead to something more. We don't know. Just then, Oz and Cordelia arrive in the same room to rescue them, catching them in mid-kiss. Cordelia is horrified, and she runs up the stairs to get out, but the stairs collapse, and she's impaled by a piece of... Uh, metal right through her midsection and as they leave back at the the store the magic store while uh, Buffy, Angel and Spike are leaving with supplies they're attacked by a welcome committee of vampires sent by the mayor uh, he pops up briefly in this episode and uh, I don't know what it is about that character like I know he's the big bad for this 
season and he's not supposed to be the sort of person you can really like or take to but I just I think for me I kind of fell out of watching Buffy regular whenever it was first aired and I kind of fell out in this season I said it before and I'll say it again this is a season where I just like oh gosh after season 2 this is what they're doing there's a lot of high points in it but there's not as many as season 2 and I think the character of the mayor kind of like turned me clean off the series and even at this point um, I'm just like oh, can't take the man at all don't like him anyway uh, these vampires are sent to take care of Spike um, there's a huge huge fight between all these vampires Buffy, Angel and Spike and uh, one of the vampires during the fight says to Spike oh, I heard you went soft you know, soft like baby food and all this here sort of stuff and uh, this turns Spike and uh, he gets angry, starts fighting really hard, takes out him and a few of the other guys. And he's exhilarated by the thrill of everything that's happened. And he realises that they, you know, screw the spell. He's like, your friends are at the, the factory, go get them. And up to this point, Buffy and Angel was trying to help him do this magic spell to get Drusilla back and get him the hell out of Sunnydale. But uh, after the fight... He's just like, you know, I've been looking at this all wrong. You know, what I need to do is do what I should have done at the start. Go and find Drusilla, wherever she's at, tie her up and torture her until she likes me again. And uh, he leaves. That's the last he says. But it's him that gives uh, Buffy the nudge she needs where Angel's concerned. They're constantly getting through the whole thing in this episode about we're only friends, we're only friends, or whatever, nothing, anything more than that. But uh, Spike is like, you know, and has a heartbroken state. Just maybe five, ten minutes before the end of the episode, he just looks at the two of them and he's like, Are you seriously trying to stand here and tell me that you two are going to be friends? That's never going to happen. You're never going to be friends. You're going to be. You're going to be lovers, you're going to be in love until it kills you, essentially. You're going to hate each other, love each other, to the point of hating each other, and, you know, it's going to, it's going to destroy the two of you at the end of it. So it's, it's her that puts the, everything in, or it's him that puts everything into perspective for Buffy, and that's where she gives Angel this, you know, choice at the end of the episode. Yes, you can see me if you can say that you don't love me anymore. Which he can't. Um, anyway, back at the factory, uh, Cordelia is in the basement and peeled. Xander gets down to help her. Willow's looking through the hole in the roof, and uh, Oz is off to get some help. And she looks at Xander and says, I can't see you. And then her eyes close and her head pops to the side. And then we cut to a scene of a funeral, and uh, of course you're led to believe that Cordelia died, but she didn't. That's just a random funeral that's happening as Buffy and Willow are walking past the graveyard, and they're having a discussion about what's happened since the events of the night before, and it's like Willow and Oz are no longer speaking, and uh, you know Cordelia and Xander haven't seen each other face to face yet she's lost a lot of blood she went through whatever surgery she needed 
our none of her vital organs were harmed, but uh, you know she's not allowed visitors yet, essentially. So we do get the the quick scene between Xander and Cordelia in the hospital where he brings her flowers and uh, she just looks at him and tells him to stay away from her and he leaves and then of course she turns away from the doorway and she's devastated she's hard to be heartbroken like she tries to be you know the, the big mean girl character but at the end of the day there's a very very sensitive heart on there and there was a lot more feelings for Xander than she was actually letting out and she didn't I don't think she even realised herself up until this point so she is devastated uh, Willow and Xander are in pieces because they have destroyed the two people that they apparently loved now I'm just going to be brutally honest right here I've been through uh, right now I am happy and content divorced but uh, I have been through that similar sort of situation and uh, you know for me there was a certain amount of satisfaction now this has been very very selfish on my part but just thinking back and everything that I went through back in the day um, whenever this all started happening between Willow and Xander I was just like, I hope these two get caught out in a major way. And I hope it hurts bad. And it did, really did in this episode for the two of them. And I'm just, I've always been in the mindset of, if you're in a relationship and you're not happy in there, end the relationship and go and find a new relationship. You see all this messing about behind people's backs. It's flipping shit. It's crap. I don't understand how people can do it. And even up until, you know, not that long ago, uh, not not even a romantic relationship I'm talking about here, I'm talking about a, a simple, basic friendship, 20-year-odd friendship. Uh, somebody screwed up, did something that they shouldn't have done, and they did when uh, they were... When it was brought to their attention that I knew about it, they did, in all fairness, hold their hands up and... Uh, you know, admit to everything and apologised. I accepted the apology, but at the same time, I was kind of thinking to myself, well, not kind of, like really, at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, this friend of mine screwed up, did something he knew was going to hurt me in a big, bad way, uh, decided not to tell me and just continue on as if nothing happened. And uh, that's the thing that... I'm having real difficulty with is the the mentality of people that can hurt their friends or hurt their lovers and whatnot, and uh, just continue on the friendship or relationship with this person that they've done the dirty on, whether it be a romantic relationship or you know a friendship. Are able to continue on as if nothing happened and treat the person like, uh, you know, just at that level of disrespect. I don't get it. So that was the big thing for me in this episode was seeing this all happen. I'm just kind of like, that's what you flip and get for screwing about with shit that you shouldn't be screwing about with. It is what it is. Um, 
at the end of the episode, we essentially get uh, all the characters. You know, you, you just go through the list of the main teenagers in the episode. Well, Angel's there as well. But uh, you can't class him as a teenager. He's 200 plus years old. But uh, he's sitting on his own, heartbroken. Buffy's sitting on her own, heartbroken. You know, Cordelia, Xander, Oz, Willow. All of them, they're all sitting on their own in different places. And the friendships are completely fractured at the end of the episode after everything that's, that's happened. You know, as far as the romantic side of things goes, that's a fantastic episode. We get the closing out shot of the only person that's happy at the end of the episode, and that is Spike. He's in the car with the blacked out windows again. He's leaving Sunnydale to go and hunt down Drusilla to tie her up and torture till she likes him again. And he's singing, I did it my way, as he's leaving. Um, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. James Marsters as Spike. An absolute genius casting right there. I can't see anybody else playing that character quite as well as he played him. Absolute legend. So, uh, yes, that's going to do it for Lover's Walk, episode 8 of season 3 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm going to be trying to get this podcast back into some sort of regular going here. Like, I've just, I literally have bitten off more than I can chew right now with the, the stuff that I'm trying to create. But uh, I'm really, really trying to press forward with this here because it's something that I really want to, you know, I don't want to say do for a living. That would be nice. But, uh, you know, you need to live in the real world as well. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I've got a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, if I was putting it all onto the one YouTube channel, It'll be overkill. There'll be far too much stuff on there. That's why all these shows are broken up now with this one here for the horror stuff. Scheme me up body for the science fiction stuff. And then like the, just the review channel on YouTube for just about everything else. But a uh, huge, huge amount of material I want to get myself through. Like I'm going episode per episode here. And uh, there is a, a mess load of episodes for Buffy. How many... In fact, let me just check that. It is, uh, I've never actually looked to see how many episodes there actually is of this show. Like, there, there's there's a mountain of them, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 145 episodes, you know, so I'm going to be doing one of them a week, plus a horror movie, whatever. So it's going to be horror goodness all around so guys i hope you did enjoy this episode if you did please give it a little written review share it along with anybody that you think would be interested in listening to it and uh definitely follow the show and if you want to get in contact with me to tell me to take a long walk off a short pier i know a lot of people would actually do and uh the way you can do that is through the email hellmouthhotline at gmail.com that's going to do it guys thank you so much for listening I will talk to you in the next episode this has been a production of Coins Age Media thank you so much for listening 